to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. And goodness me, we've got a hell of a weekend of football for you. I'm joined by Luke Moore and Jim Campbell. You all right, lads? All right. Lads, lads, lads. With Bet365. You all right, lads? Get, you all right? get the party in now, because I know for a fact Speller's back next week. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? What, what should we do? Shall we sort of prawns into the curtains? I saw a few tweets saying, um, I feared the worst when I heard Marcus was away, but actually it wasn't too bad. I mean, that's the best we're going to get, really, yeah, isn't I, it? I'm yeah, fairly happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a big weekend for the Premier League, uh, the Premier League that used to be called the Barclays Premier League. I've got to train myself out of saying Barclays Premier League. Yeah, I enjoyed well, it so you much. Did. No one, I always no did. No one else did that. I He's, know. He's also just, he's only just got around uh, calling it Premiership. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. still call Snickers marathons, to be quite frank. <laughs> uh, where are you on Starburst? Are you okay with that, or are I, they still Opal yeah. Fruits? Give me Opal Fruits, or give me death. <laughs> mm. Well, they're here to stay, you've got to accept that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the early kickoff uh, this weekend on a Saturday is the big one Manchester United versus Manchester United City. Goodness me. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait for this one. Um, can Neither we... can the world. Get on board the subtext bus. There's mm. so much subtext and so much narrative. Yeah. I think the bus is going to slip on all that narrative. The two of the words that listeners to our show hate us saying more than anything else are subtext and narrative. Mm-hmm. Get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that, that in the next maybe five minutes. There's Zlatan, narrative and then sub-narrative. Zlatan could run a entire series, like a trilogy of movies, just on his subtext for this game alone. Yeah, Do you reckon, absolutely. like, you know for a fact that a lot of the pundits ended uh, last season knowing full well that Pep was going to be there and Josie was going to be there. They'll have written their op-ed pieces already. Yeah. It's incredible. It's like all choose your own adventure. They'll, the we'll have, they'll, they'll have all written all their think pieces for Monday morning, uh, but they'll just have different endings they put on it. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I did a, in, in the other work I, I occasionally do, I wrote uh, my piece about England, well, presumably Slovakia nil, England nil, mm. and then 95th minute, Lalana pops up, Southampton, yeah. excellent mm. player, just to spite me personally. Unpatriotic. I had to rewrite it. It was, yeah. it, was, it was nothing patriotic about it, Jim. You're absolutely right. Um, on this Man United thing, though, I just wanted to say that Zlatan really is going to be like a man possessed. Yeah. I read earlier today that when he wanted to leave Barcelona, um, there was talk that the Barcelona executives weren't... Um, weren't necessarily playing ball in the way that Zlatan would have hoped, shall we say. Right. And it was stalling, and they weren't sure the moves were going to go through. He wanted to go to Milan, but it wasn't going to definitely happen. And the talk in this article was that Zlatan threatened to punch Pep Guardiola in the face in a press conference. He was, very, he was very specific about that. He said in front of the world's media, I will punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'd have bigger problems than the move, to be quite frank. You know, nobody's going to sanction that move. But I, I, I love the idea that a man would take it down to the trenches <laughs> on yeah. a whim, on a whim like that. <laughs> but it's like a, it's like a boxing <laughs> press conference. It's like a weigh-in. 
almost. Yeah, he's, he's, he's actually trying to build up the height of the f- hype of the fight that's but, uh, actually just going to happen in a dressing room. A lot of those are just to sell the fight, right? But that yeah. actually means it. Well, actually, you know what? The way the Premier League is going at the moment, maybe we will start getting that sort of thing. I've, I've never known so much hype before a game, but I'll tell you what, I'm buying in. I'm buying, I am as buying well. in. Was, They've was been the two t- best teams of the league so far. I know it's very, very young, and Chelsea are just behind there probably, but they, yeah. they have been good. Something has to change. Was They've it won was, loads? Was it Jackie Ortley on Twitter? She uh, posted a picture that they're already. We were recording this Thursday night. Thursday afternoon, they were they were selling half and half scarves outside oh. Manchester United's ground. Goodness me! Well, I saw a thing on the Sky Sports app a little while ago, which said words to the effect of "Police have been warned that Pep Guardiola and Jose Mourinho may fight." <laughs> what the police? That could go for anyone. They might fight. Uh, what, what's the police? What's it going to do with the police? Just sort of, I don't know, stand near them. They shoot. Yeah, they surely leave it. Leave it. It's not worth it. It's not, not worth it. It's not like it's not like, like, like fifty-five thousand people are going to stop them from fight. Like no. like a stop them from fighting. And B, it's not going to enrage the crowd, yeah. is it? You're going to be like, well, this is pretty exciting. Also, isn't it? the moment that kicks off, Zlatan's right in. <laughs> yeah, get in. Yeah. I'm just defending him. Why have you got his hand around his neck? Then I'd love, to, I'd love to see Mourinho go down behind Guardiola and Zlatan just push him over. Yeah, yeah. like a double team because. Mourinho and Guardiola have done like a, a very, very unconvincing um, line in saying that they actually get on fine now. Yeah. Mm. No one's buying it. <laughs> well, maybe Guardiola believes it. Until, yeah, well, maybe he does, but until I see them having a table for two at Wings, yeah. it, I, I'm not buying in. But um, there's also talk <laughs> that it's the most expensive football match ever. Is that right? That's, that is apparently the case. Oh, by just, some hundred million or something. Meaningless, though. Mm. And not, oh. That's not for the punters to get in. That just means for the people on the pitch. <laughs> right? yeah. I imagine the tickets, certainly on the uh, grey market, are pretty expensive. The grey market? Market. Yeah. Is that like the dark web? It's a mm. bit like the dark web. This is your the dark Howard of... web. <laughs> <laughs> this is your area of expertise, Pete. Talk I do I do like shady internet. I like dealings. thinking about the dark web. I was in a um a, 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 not a field, like a churchyard sort of thing, and there were some lads talking about the dark dark web. And one of them went, What is it? Darkweb.com and I was like, perfect. What, what, what hanging out in a graveyard? What were you doing? <laughs> Being, kissing a goth. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, what is it? What do you mean? The dark web. Well, it's just a set of websites where you buy, you can buy stuff, you can access things, get things like bomb materials and, why, and drugs. what sets it apart from the actual internet? Well, because it's not linked to, like, Google. It's, it's, not, it, it, it's not linked so to that. who invented it? What How do you find it? Well, it's just a disparate groups, isn't it? You know, like, uh, is it Alibaba, one of the, one of the big yeah. kind of... Um, the Chinese, the Chinese. The, the Chinese yeah. It's like that, but obviously highly illegal. So what, and what wires do they use? Or Amazon. What, what? what wires do they use? USB 3s, mainly, yeah. Okay. Ethernet. Um, okay. Cat5s, yeah. Okay. That sort of thing. Now you lost me again. Yeah. Um, Man United are 13 to 10 to beat Man City with Bet365 for £10 return, £23 including your stake. Okay. Um, it's worth remembering, actually, that although Man United were, were widely uh, pilloried last season for a number of different reasons, and clearly they have improved under Mourinho, but they had the best home record in the Premier League last season. Mm. 12 clean sheets mm. okay. and um, conceding just nine goals. So and Mourinho, as we all know, is, is fairly adept at setting teams up yeah. to frustrate, although... For some reason, the media decided at one point that Mourinho got the better of Guardiola. He eventually worked him out and he got the better of him, which isn't actually true. I mean, he only won, mm. I think he only, he's only beaten him twice, and Guardiola's record is far superior. But has Mourinho got the, the stones, if you like, mm. not actually no, well, John Stones, yeah. Yeah, to, 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 to actually stink a, stink a game of this size out? Uh, yeah, Mourinho does not care about no. standing on ceremony, does he? But what I think is really interesting about this is both managers are at teams uh, where the styles that they're trying to implement, which are very, very... Uh, they're signature styles, aren't they? Mourinho almost based his style on blunting the style of football that Barcelona have traditionally played to find a new way to win in this sort of elite way. Uh, but both managers are implementing these styles to teams 
teams that are getting used to them. We've not really seen this before with these two managers. You know, they're still setting their stalls out a little bit. The players are still getting used to it. Mm. So that's going to be sort of fascinating in a quite beardy way. I also like that um, Guardiola in the latest book, I think he's about to put out, referred to Andreas Iniesta as a master of space and time. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Someone, someone, some wag on the internet said, oh, does he think he's Doctor Who? Isn't Iniesta's and there are lots of quotes flying around like fake quotes about yeah, from Iniesta's from book, book? That Ron, Ronaldinho one where it's like apparently, apparently that is true. Is that true? I've heard this I've heard conflicting reports. What about I've, the one where it's not in his book apparently, that, that much is true. Right, what what okay. about the one where there's only one footstep in the sand and you go, That is where I, I carried you. you. Yeah, that's definitely that happened, that, okay, happened right. with um, happened with Ronaldinho, happened with uh, <laughs> a guy, a chap called uh, Jesus Christ as well. Oh, so yeah. 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 so um Aguero's out isn't he? Yeah. So, do you think it's going to be Ian Acho up top? Well, how many debuts? Well, how many debuts is Guardiola going to dish out? Is he going to dish out a Gundogan debut? Um, a Gundabi? Is he going to dish out a Sane debut? Mm. Is he going to dish out Claudio Bravo as a debut? I think. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe Bravo in particular. But I think um, Gundogan. He's coming back from injury, this is a huge game to go straight into, isn't it? But at the same time, he bought him because he trusts him, I suppose. And I don't think he, I think he may not be fully match fit, though. Yeah, it would exactly. The Bravo thing, I um, I read that there's never been a goalkeeper in the Premier League. That's short, not true. Short. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop you there, Lewis. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm pretty sure there has been. I've seen him. But there's never been a goalkeeper in the Premier League shorter than Claudio Bravo. Oh. How tall is he? Well, this is, I was going to ask you. I was going to put that out to you. Five. 12. 5'11, <laughs> 5'11. I would go for 5'9. You're right the first time. 5'12. Oh, really? Foot. He's six foot, yeah. Oh, wow. So that's surpri- mm. surprising, though, isn't it? Because you wouldn't think of that as short. No, absolutely. No, but for a goalkeeper, they're yeah. usually quite rangy. Bit it's, more, it's, it's more how big their arms are, isn't it? How listen, long they are. If, you, if you're listening to this and you've heard that and that's not true, file that alongside the Ian Rush quote I got wrong the other week that you yeah. keep talking Famously, about. I'd have been all over that. Yeah. So, oh. yeah, there we go. Well, be at, here at the Rambling, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just Pete at the yeah. I mean, You manage uh, all the, uh, all the, all the complaints. All the complaints. I mean, speaking of uh, debuts, Kevin debut. Uh, it might, <laughs> might very well uh, come back to haunt Jose like a big baby, <laughs> big yeah, ginger big, baby big ghost. Baby ghost. He looks like a ghost who's scared of himself. Mm. <laughs> He's he? not scared of being good at football, is he? No. Why would you be scared of that though? I think good that's point. a fair question. Very good um, point. Self-esteem issues, fear of failure. Yeah. yeah. You, not anxiety. We talked about this earlier. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, not now. I'm, I'm not, abuse. I'm not doing one. Abuse. Just yeah, general abuse. There, you're going there. Yeah. Would you? Would you not fancy Man United to target Man United with his Latin up up top, with maybe Pogba playing off him? Would you not fancy targeting Claudio Bravo with some of that sweet high stuff? <laughs> some of the sweet karate kicks. Get the high stuff yeah, in there. The long ball. He's going to be stunning his line. He knows how tall he is. We all know mm. how tall we are. You know what? This well, you be, don't. Uh, <laughs> Pete regularly tells me he's about five foot ten. No, so I do not. not. You, Never said that. Uh, there is absolutely no way that you and Pete regularly sit around discussing his height. No, that it's my god. If anything, yeah, <laughs> we do discuss a number of things, Jim, as you well know. Oh, that's spicy. Um, you are five seven. If you are an inch, you are five seven. I'm five eight. So shut up. Okay. Marcus is five seven. He thinks he's Marcus five eight. He's not, not five seven. No. He's diminutive. <laughs> he's very stocky. He's a Tevez. If anyone wants to build up a mental picture of Marcus, and that's maybe a conversation for lower, time, straight away, <laughs> yeah. lower. But would you not say, as a starting point, as your as your framework, if mm. you like, as your as your wireframe, you'd go with um, if you select a Marcus and you want to build him on a computer game, mm. and you've got a number of Templates straight away. Get yourself in there for the Carlos Tevez template. Just, just, Carlos Tevez. Just, okay. Is he exactly the same build as Carlos Tevez? Well, Blanca. I mean, presumably it's a video yeah. game. Yeah. Blanca's probably going to be turned up uh, earlier. I mean, I try to bring it back to Kevin De Bruyne and stuff.
love, but I can't. But so, I'm, but I'm, talking about heights of goalkeepers and I'm stuff. Unlike Blanker, it's Marcus's chat that's electric. Mm. Isn't it strange that uh, Judge Mourinho historically has been one of those ones who uh, tries to prove that he's bigger than everyone else at the club? Yeah. But he's signed so many massive megastars, he can't. So what, what happens there? Well, do you think this is maybe a shift in that? Because it's starting mm. to cause him problems, isn't it? He's got the three-year thing where after a while that, that rubs the players up the wrong way. Mm. And uh, Chelsea, obviously, he really wanted to stay there for a long time and it didn't work out. And he knows the best way uh, to get the best out of Zlatan is to allow him to be the megastar. That mm. also cushions Paul Pogba from his from his price tag. I, th- I think maybe we're actually seeing a little bit of a shift in M- Mourinho's own sort of you know, mental tactics. Possibly, mm. but I think with the Zlatan thing, he's got a long-held understanding with him. Mm. I, don't, I don't think... I don't oh, yeah, I'm not saying it's this new thing. But The Pogba thing is, 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 is possibly something down the line that could raise its head, I suppose. But my interesting uh, angle for Mourinho here for this game, particularly, is what he does with Rooney. Because, right. because he, he could, the game, Manchester City are a very good team, he's a very good coach, but what he does with Rooney in this game, whether he picks him or not, I mean, I imagine he probably will. Where's he going to play him? Is he going to play him deeper so Pogba can play off Slatan? Mm. I think he might do that. To be fair, though, with Rooney, I mean, what can he do about it? Not, he, 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 can't, he can't decide where he plays, can he? He's only his manager. Yeah, he's I mean, he's unorganisable. He, yeah, it's true. <laughs> he just does what he wants. He's like a mist. <laughs> uh, Liverpool uh, versus Leicester is the late kickoff. Uh, the league title winner, Andy King, has, uh, is quoted as saying, we know we can go to Liverpool and cause an upset. Yeah, I don't like that. That's very giving of him, isn't it? Yeah, Bearing in mind, he's just no, won the league. Is it, yeah. is it a tactic? Is it a mind game? They're trying to sort of give well, the I'm idea not buying that they're it. kind of They won the league. I love that Andy loud. King, uh, just because of Leicester's sponsor, walks out with King power. Yeah. Chess. That fitting, must make him feel good. I, yeah. I, I don't really like the idea of hearing a player for the champions say that. And also, mm. um, only Liverpool and Arsenal, I think twice, beat, beat Leicester last season. Didn't yeah. they? Leicester, Leicester only lost to those two teams last season. Right. And it was a narrow one at Anfield. It was yeah. 1-0. And they and beat the, him at, at the King Power 2-0. And Vardy scored that amazing goal. Um, there's, a, there's an interesting recent history between these two teams. Liverpool were 8-13 to with Bet365 to beat Leicester on Saturday. So ten pound returns you sixteen pound fifteen, mm. including your state. But I, I don't. I think Liverpool are quite unreliable at the moment. Actually, they, yeah, they've, they've proven themselves to be very inconsistent. They but, seem but to then have, so have Leicester. You know, yeah. yeah. Liverpool seem to have carried on that form from last season, don't they? Leicester seem like they're finding their feet a little bit more. So it'd be interesting to see. I, I would think Leicester would really want to sort of avenge the loss from last season because it was at a point where, when they lost that game at Anfield, that was when people started to say, "All right." This is just a little bit of a freak run. Things will go back to normal unless they won't li- win the league now. And obviously we know that they, they did, because obviously we live in the weird parallel universe where that happened, rather than the normal one, somewhere <laughs> the timeline split. Um, but I, th- I think they'll be really motivated for this. And I, like I say, I think Andy King there is probably trying to maybe get Liverpool to almost, I don't know, underestimate them in a strange way. Talk to me about a main stand bounce at Anfield. Mm, this, Talk- is, this is new, isn't it? It's their, it's their first home game of the season, I believe, because um, the main stand is now finished. Are they going to get Pete Donaldson a main stand bounce? Hashtag main stand bounce. Hashtag Poznan. Yeah. That's effectively a stand bounce, isn't it? I don't fully mean that, though. No, I know you don't fully mean that. I don't fully mean anything, I say. (laughs) Don't worry about it. But, yeah. Uh, How does that even work? Are they going to have a big unveiling ceremony? Are they going to kind of... Are they doing it late in the day so they can fit all of the pleasantries in before they start? I'd like to see them personally welcome, with a a round of applause, every new season ticket holder in the seats. (laughs) And coming in number at row H, seat 234, is John Smith from... And a man comes in and, and drills and, and, and kind of screws it to the base of the... He brings the chair in with yeah. him and they put it onto the frame and then they screw it in. Oh, what no, fantastic. What if you have like a little... Um, one of those tiny little trampolines in front of each one so you really could bounce the whole stadium get absolutely rock. Mm. I think that would be working Liverpool's favour. I think <laughs> so. A club of that illustrious history. <laughs> the trampolines would be the 13th man. Yeah. yeah why not? 
I'm having it. I'm having it. So how do you how do you see this one going, Jimothy? Uh, oh, okay. I, don't, I could see me. this I one. Excited. I could see this one being a draw, actually, and possibly a fairly high scoring draw because I think you know both have got a lot up top. Mm. Both can be a little suspect at the back. You know, Leicester. You know, that maybe sounds harsh on them, but this season they you know their, their rhythm hasn't quite been there at the same time. Mm. Uh, sorry, at the same scale that it was last time. So yeah, I, I reckon two all. That would be my prediction if I was pushed. I would almost certainly be wrong, but you know, such is making predictions about football. Two all. <laughs> Bold. Bold. What do you got for the Luke? I don't want to wait gonna, for that. I'm, I'm not going to make a, a proper prediction, um, but I, I do think Liverpool are a touch unreliable, and I think uh, Leicester have a decent chance. I, I, I think Leicester, mm. in the in the double chance market, to draw or win away from home isn't a terrible shout. Um, but it, it will be a good game, I think. I think both teams are... are especially Liverpool you've got to ask questions about them defensively at the moment and Leicester have got a lot I mean I think for example Vardy and um, the new forward if he plays are going to have a bit of a bit of a lovely time so mm. it'd be an interesting game um, but yeah who knows who knows main stand bounce way. let's talk about main stand main bounce, stand bounce. Like either way, either way uh, it's a hell of a Saturday of, uh, of football isn't it really mm. uh, right we're going to take a couple of minutes a break or three seconds depending on who's bought the ads and who happened uh, <laughs> on the way we've got some uh, chat about Arsenal versus Southampton and Bomber versus West Brom Hi, I'm Limbo and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Hi, I'm Linvoy Primus, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. And we're back in the room, Pete Donaldson, Luke Moore and Jim Fighting Fit Campbell, ready yeah. to do some more football chat on the uh, Football Ramble. The way you said that is like... Sponsored um, by Bet365. Oh, sorry, I, I jumped sorry? in there. Um, the way you said that was like, and we're back in the room, Pete Donaldson, like you were giving yourself mm. some sort of hypnosis. Yeah. Like you were at home on your own. Yeah. I just, I'm I like, sure that's what it's like. I like to just take some time out, wander through my, through the streets of my brain. Seriously, have you been practising your links again because you know Marcus was away? No, I wish I had. I wish I'd written something down. So do I. Never mind. Right, Arsenal versus Southampton. I want to be the top scorer in the Premier League, top scorer at the World Cup, and within five years, I want to be among the best strikers in the world. Nicholas Bentner, who's just signed for Nottingham Forest. A fine way to start when, our when chat he... against <laughs> Sometimes Arsenal. Sometimes you've said that this week. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't say Yeah, he said this a few years ago. Sometimes you've but... got to take a step back to take a couple of steps forward, you know? <laughs> I, I think so. It's you stepping down from your previously illustrious radio career to join us. Yeah, I think so. Um, I've discovered an interesting thing about Bentner this week. You know, he's, he's known as, as Lord Bentner and has been for a long time. Because right. Because he's, uh, he's ridiculous. Uh, apparently, a newspaper from, from uh, Denmark called... Oh, sorry, a magazine called Say Oghor. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, bought a little plot of land in Scotland uh, and made him an official lord of it. Beautiful. So he, is, so he is a lord, just sort of in a really kind of derogatory way. I like that. I don't I think it is. Like he's got a pretty good goal-scoring record I for his national team. I, I th- I could assume they're being sarcastic, surely. Yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> I think so. But they, uh, but they, why, why are we talking about Nicholas Bentner? Because he, he used to play for Arsenal. Because I wrote it down I thought it'd be funny to say. Arsenal versus Southampton in the non-Barclays Premier League. How do you see this one going? Like? <laughs> Is that how it's legally entitled to be yep. called now? Yep. The, the On the ramble. I think, I think you should always have some respect for your sponsors. <laughs> are you going to well, start putting other banks in front of it? That's <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds. Yeah. Well, with Bentner 365, Southampton are 5-1 to, uh, to spring the upset at the Emirates. So £10 returns you £60, including your stake. Mm. Um, it's all about Arsenal's new signings, isn't it, really? Yeah, you yeah. must be excited to see that. I am excited, right? actually. And it is always a good thing, isn't it, um, when, you, when you're going to see a new signing. It's a very ex- exciting little thing. It's like you've had a new baby brother. Mm. It's slightly, slightly like that. It takes so, nine months to come as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and will be very expensive. Um, I won't so, stop crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or screaming. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Mustafi and or Perez, that would be good. We look very good against Watford um, in the first half. We tied 
tired a bit in the second half, but you know, hopefully we'll have some more players back. The fitness level should be should be good, and we'll see the Arsenal that, uh, that we should see rather than the sort of stuttering mess that we tend to get at the start of every season. Well, I did a fairly professional job against Watford, and Southampton haven't really started brilliantly anyway. I no. wonder about Southampton this season. I know I always get a stick for saying that because I'm a Portsmouth fan, yeah. but by trade and by birth. But um, I, I do wonder <laughs> on how they're going to get under Puel. I mean, they they keep turning over players, they keep turning over managers, and sometimes yeah. your luck does run out. You think at some point that's going to? I think they're going to come them. and bite them. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to get relegated or anything like that. No, um, but they. Um, isn't it weird how it's always worked though? Pretty much, not always yeah, worked. Well, you know well, what I mean? They, they've though, done all right. That, that's it. The, 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 getting Cumin in after Pochettino was was mm. such a huge coup, and so to speak. And I don't know <laughs> if, if Puel is is really of that caliber. So I, I, one thing I would say for after is I'm excited to see Mustafi play. I think I think yeah. he's a good. I mean, for his age, he's got such experience. He's won a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think he's a good player, and, and he's clearly a player they need, not just because they've got injuries mm. in the back at the moment, because but because they could do with it, um, really, really could do with um, with competition for places. And, and and I know I have a go at Wenger for this quite a lot, but you know, the classic example for this is Alex Song when he was a brilliant, fantastic midfield player, and he just had no one pushing him. And yeah, then, absolutely. And he, his performance level dropped off. It's so important to have competition for places, especially around that sort of area of the pitch. And I think he will provide that. Mm. And also, he's a player that's. Um, Playing in La Liga with Valencia, he's played at a high level, and they were a team that you know they 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 defended a lot. There were a lot of fires to put out in that team, especially the last season or so, where they did have a real rough time of it. So he's you know he made a lot more tackles than Koscielny and Gabriel did last season. I think he might have made more tackles than they did combined, obviously because he was put into action a lot more. And we need someone who's really good at that backs against the wall stuff. Yeah, you know? and that hopefully will work out. And Perez is exciting as well because he's such a sort of strange anomaly. It's a very sort of you know typical Wenger signing, and nobody knows much about him. He does have a little bit of pedigree, and from what I've heard of his game and from what I've watched on YouTube, he looks very good. But you can only to tell so much from that can't you so I'm excited to see if he'll be put into action mm. and uh, also Xhaka got sent off for Switzerland which is great <laughs> for us because hopefully that means we'll miss one yeah. in the NatWest Premiership you got, you got to take <laughs> you have got to take every so often a Granite Xhaka red card yeah um, and uh, he's good that he's done it for his international team because as you say Arsenal mm, committed got free yeah, yeah. Club before I mean, country Theo Walcott covered himself in glory with a miss hit and then oh, a disallowed goal oh, did, did you all watch that and think surely that's a deflection oh no that wow no, that's that... not a deflection <laughs> <laughs> oh dear he's not blessed with no he's blessed with confidence he's not blessed with skills at the right time is he really mm. no, bless he is blessed with confidence so I think it's sky high at one moment mm. and then, then to, like, crippling I, sort of I, I, down I've the met, other I met Theo Walcott once and he was a lovely man of course he was but my, in, my instinct was he's too lovely to be ruthless enough to be successful but oh, that's a, a very, a very, um, what's it called? A very sort of shallow opinion of someone mm. I spoke to for like ten minutes. But that was just my inkling. He strikes me as being a bit of a Michael Owen. But Michael Owen's got a nastiness about him, yeah, a pettiness. Yeah, no, I, I, I think there's a bit of ego there with uh, with, with Theo. Well, Do I think you? Theo Walcott's been—he's very marketable, isn't he? Mm. And he's been a bit of a poster boy for a long time for for for, for Arsenal, and also at, at times for England. He scored that hat trick, didn't he? And he—he's yeah. always been sort of placed on a pedestal as this player who has a huge status and you, you know what he's what he's achieved doesn't necessarily match that status can I take a departure away from players with huge statuses and uh, tell you about a story that tickled my fancy this week okay um, it's that way down in the non-league at Oxford City um, I'm just going to read the news story I read pretty much word for word and hope you guys enjoy it it's Oxford City's manager Mike Ford says he has no sympathy for his goalkeeper Victor Frankos after the player was injured after falling out of a tree trying to rescue a cat <laughs> 
It's ridiculous, Ford told the Oxford Mail. I've got no sympathy for him because he's done it to himself. He fell out a tree when he's trying to get a cat. He's got a deep cut, and unfortunately now we don't have Victor because he's gone back to France for a couple of weeks to have treatment. You just don't get professional players climbing trees. <laughs> Are you sure that's Oxford and not Beano Town? <laughs> it just seems so perfect, doesn't didn't, it? Didn't, yeah. didn't the Polish manager do that? Uh, or maybe the Russian manager do that? He, his, his whole career was cut short because he fell out of a tree trying to impress a girl or something. That sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But why is it? Oxford City's Victor Frankl have to go back to France to get treatment for a cut on his head. Uh, it's vinegar and brown paper. They have the very best. <laughs> yeah, it's balsamic. Maybe his, his local France. GP is in France. A thinly veiled sideswipe at the excellent National Health Service. You ask me. Scotland one week, the NHS the next. Have what these have these EU commitments got, uh, got uh, no shame? Yeah, outrageous. You these Europhiles have got no shame at all. Anyway, <laughs> the uh, the manager. What's his name again? The manager. I forget. And Mike Ford. He says uh, doesn't even sound like a real name. Mike Ford. He says it's annoying because I wanted to have a choice with the keepers. Did I want to go with Victor, who was like an outfield player with gloves, or? Mark. Unfortunately now, I've got no alternative. I've got, I've definitely, I've definitely, I've definitely got for Mark. Mark. Yeah. Doesn't Mark, even give um, him a surname. I'd definitely give Mark it, to be honest. I, I don't want out for player on with gloves. I think he's called Mark Scott. Mark's got go, this ball. Mark's got... Yeah. Mark's got... He doesn't, he doesn't want to play... The, basically, the, the manager's gone to the local press saying he doesn't want that player to play in his team. <laughs> so good luck with that motivational team talk on the morning of the game. What an obscene man. Uh, Bournemouth versus West Brom. Uh, apparently, according to uh, the, the, the living haircut that is Jerry Francis, yeah. Tony Pulis is staying. He's been yeah. very vocal on the matter this week. We, we mentioned, we touched on it uh, a few days ago, but yeah, he's staying, the Pulis monster. He, for me, that is a case of him, him, him agitating as per because he's under a bit of pressure, old Poulis. Um, but, I mean, Bournemouth have got Jack Wilshere in their ranks now, mm. haven't they? I think yeah. he, he could make a big difference. I think the CM might be good for old Bo Jack Wilshere in his <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> I do as well. He could do it like back in the Victorian times when he used to send people to the coast to get the fresh air to, yeah. to cure their ailments. And then cover them with leeches. Yeah. So maybe they'll take Jack few leeches after the game and then pop them along to the uh, the Roman baths <laughs> and uh, give him a few hot spring uh, massages. Genuinely. Not though. like that. And, and see if that, if that makes him any better. What I, what I expect to happen is for him to play his way back into fitness, have a really good season, to come back to us and just get injured straight away yeah. through whatever's wrong with our training ground or whatever it is, is it that makes him made of glass. Because if he has a good run, I think Marcus might have said something about this or someone did, if he has a good run on the team and is injury free, that does ask, ask, ask a lot of questions. Absolutely. And I'm sure, like I've said on this show, so many times and I'm sorry to talk about Arsenal when we should be talking about Bournemouth but they need to be overstocked because of the injuries and I, I can just see this coming from a mile off mm. but anyway Bournemouth eh <laughs> what, what a hoot mile off Bobby Mihailov let's talk about him for a bit instead of talking about Bournemouth versus West Brom Bobby, Bobby Mihailov oh, that's, that's so funny because earlier we were doing a video about um, hair players with good hair yes. on the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash football ramble and um, it com- comes out uh, Friday morning mm. every week is a video Jim and I did one about hair today and we were talking about how Wayne Rooney's had a hair transplant, right? Mm. Mm. So, Nobody talks about it anymore, though. Well, we do. Because it looks pretty good. Oh, you've come to the right place for that chat. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I so, need it. And Jim made a, f- a perfectly valid point, which is the guy, the hair that Wayne Rooney's got is not his own hair, right? So is it, is it, could it be considered to be performance enhancing? Because it's like if, if you've it got raises hair, his confidence. But, and then I said, has there ever been a player to play with a wig? And I think Bobby Mahilov, the ex-Redding yes, guy, did well. have a wig. Oh, didn't yes. you? you can do that in net, though, can't you? Back in the day, you could. Yeah, you could get away with it. Apparently, because Bobby Mihailov, and forgive me if you guys have heard this story before, but Bobby Mihailov is, a, I think, a Bulgarian goalkeeper of some pedigree, and he was wanted by a lot of clubs, 
and Reading famously sent him a VHS of them in the playoff final at Wembley Stadium. That's it, yes. yeah, that's right. And he thought that was their home ground. It was like, yeah, I'm having a bit of that. Sounds brilliant. Yeah, and he obviously popped, he popped up at Elm Park, uh, <laughs> as it was at the time, and was fairly underwhelmed. Um, no, no, Bulg- Bulgaria were a force back then as well. Yeah, quite. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see a game um, where the ball has a wig on. Okay. The ball's just a big, just a big ball of just hair. Just a hairy ball. Yeah. Or, or, or they could just grow a cress on one side of it <laughs> and just kick that round. You're going I don't with, think a cress would last, last as long as a wig. You'd no. sew the wig on. You're you can't with, be sewing cress. You're going with cress, are you? I'm going with cress, yeah. Yeah, okay. Is that right? Yeah, yeah fine. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm in charge this week. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the so thing. who cares? All I'm saying is, it's not, it's not a review of the show as you know, so far, but Marcus is away and now we're talking about cress. Yeah, after... Hairy balls, <laughs> which he would not stand for. <laughs> no, he would not. Although, uh, although he's a very hairy man. Mark. <laughs> well, let's move on to the next match then. If you're that bored of my crest chat, um, Stoke versus Tottenham. Uh, there's news mm. that uh, Daniel Levy wants to woo the NFL and set up a permanent NFL team in North London, which is interesting. It's mm. doable. It would need a retractable kind of uh, all-weather pitch or something to do it on. Apparently, well, but, the Spurs uh, think of this. Are they thinking, "Are you bored of us now? Why? <laughs> why we got, you why fleeced us for a stadium. You fleeced Harringay for your stadium." Well, listen, I'm not an NFL expert, but it has been talked about for a while. Mm. They want to. They, they famously want to um, to have a permanent London franchise or at least a semi-permanent one. And there's hence all those games at Wembley, and of course. Spurs have signed a deal to have two games a year, is it? At, at, at something like that. And, mm. and the talk was that the, the franchise that was being lined up was the Jacksonville Jaguars out of Florida. Right. That's still so the Spurs case. are going to play them? Yeah, they could do, Twice yeah. a year. Yeah. It'd be one half football, and I've got this as an absolute fact. I read this <laughs> in, a, in a leaked document that mm. Julian Assange gave me. Left on a train. <laughs> yeah, first, first, ha- first half will be football, or as the Americans call it, soccer. And the second half will be um, a series of NFL American football plays. Yeah, or as the um, Americans call it, football. Football, quite. And one of the quarters will be played in Bermuda. It's quite the spectacle. Quite the spectacle. <laughs> it yeah. And in the end, they'll finish below Arsenal. So, <laughs> that's how it works. Either way, it's not happening. Now, you, you'd, you'd imagine uh, Spurs are going to win this away, wouldn't you? So it's not an important three points. It's a winnable match is, for this. Is this well? I think Spurs have got a fairly good record against Stoke mm, over recent yeah. years, from, from memory. And I, but is this, the, is this the time where Wilfred Bonny ends his purgatory and announces himself as a Stoke player because I think his, his style of play he was a very poor fit in Man City but his mm. style of play should suit Stoke I think mm. so who knows I, I think Stoke at home is a tough proposition for anyone surely or Stoke away rather yeah yeah, I, I, I just feel, I feel sorry for players like Bonnie who sit, or sit on the, the bench and they don't get their chance at the bigger clubs. I mean, look at um, Loic Remy, he just moved to Crystal Palace, he's injured for like yeah, that really three months or something. That really went under radar, didn't it? Oh, he cut himself on Pardew's wit. His <laughs> razor-sharp wit. <laughs> Perhaps there was a cat stuck in a nearby tree, who yeah. knows? Yeah, for that, yeah, for yeah. that. It's sad, I hate watching talented players just languish. Well, mm. Spurs have, um, obviously, they missed him, but they good player, mm. possibly their so best is, outfit is this his last game suspended? Yeah, I think yeah. it is, yeah. I think because as you say, they do miss him. So this, I mean, that probably has a, a lot to say about why they've uh, they've kind of stuttered a little bit. They've not had the best start. They've not flown out of the blocks in the way that you'd think they would. But don't worry, Hollywood Sissoko's here to save the day. Mm. <laughs> he's very, looking uh, for them bright lights. <laughs> he's a very very direct runner, isn't he? So that's that's going to sort of uh, if he if he starts, that's going to kind of bring a bit of Stoke to Stoke. They might have to do that thing where they do in movies where they kidnap people and put a blindfold on them, mm. so they don't know where they're going. Do that with Sissoko, so he doesn't know he's in Stoke. No disrespect. Mm. 
respect to Stoke, but I can no. imagine Musa Sissoko isn't a fan of Stoke. Right. He's, he's hardly going to change his name to Musa Sissoko. No. Um, and then when he gets on the pitch, he's playing for Spurs. They're a big club. He's a London-based club. The bright lights, all that sort of stuff. Mm. He'll have a great, he'll have what, a lovely old time. Cover the front of Stoke's ground in a television facade, and because when he's on the telly, he likes playing football. So I push him into and the then, telly and paint New Camp on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah. Let, him, let, let him wear yeah. a Barca shirt. This you know what? They like, should do that at White Hart Lane. So, yeah, they should. Make all the fans... Do you mind speaking Spanish? Just for the game. <laughs> yeah, so just, you think <laughs> just when he comes on. At what point do they go, this is more trouble than it's worth? Right? <laughs> See, I mean, he's only one of our squad anyway. He, 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 he from what I've seen uh, him playing at Newcastle, he does fly out the traps and he does like to impress his new employers. Mm. So I reckon he'll get a few good few performances out of him uh, before he gives up. So. I was just going to say, how long in months, Pete? Um, <laughs> to the nearest month has it been since Mr. Sissoko was desperate to, to impress Newcastle United? What do you mean, desperate to impress? As in, like, you say he oh. likes to impress a new club. How long has it been since Musa Sissoko made any you, sort you of could have had, You could have had three babies in that time. <laughs> Speaking of babies again, you could have had three babies in between Sissoko trying and not trying. Triplets or new babies? Have you, no, babies. new babies, separate babies. Have, yeah. you had a, have you had a baby recently? You Why? Keep, you keep talking about babies. I just don't want to talk about it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk right. about it. Fair enough. Pete's here, children. <laughs> that's a free, oh, that's a monthly special. They're, they're all in the Far East. Are they? <laughs> that's where I'm going. Yeah. So I go next month. Keep Everyone going. genuinely thinks I've got a Japanese family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't not think that. No. <laughs> no, it's not that I think it, but it's just that if it were to be unveiled, I wouldn't be hugely surprised. Right, yeah. OK. Yeah. You'd roll with the punches, wouldn't you? I think... You wouldn't ask that many questions. If, if someone, if, if members of the football round had secret families, at the top oh, of the list would be you, you and Marcus. I think it would, Marcus, be more, it would be more of a surprise to you than it would be to any of us. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> remember that time you went to Korea and got run over by a moped and the guy offered you 20 fags to keep quiet? Yeah. A friend of mine got run over by a moped and that was in London, so someone stole his fags. No, <laughs> that's okay. a good But they, 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 they offered you how many? 20 cigarettes to 20 keep cigarettes, quiet 20 cigarettes, yeah. And you took the deal. I didn't take the you cigarette. Don't I don't smoke. smoke. Well, I know. I know. I just sort of trundled off. I just sort of, you know, tramped off with a well, busted all I up leg. That, if that man then goes on to injure someone else in his moped, that's on you. Oh, what, re- I didn't take his fags? No, because you've not reported it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, fair You're dude. part of the problem. West Ham versus Watford. The London almost derby, I'm calling it. Igargle, Igarlo, Igargles, uh, Igargles <laughs> uh, says that his club was, uh, were ready to uh, cash in. Seven, uh, 37.5 million, apparently, was on the mm. table for, from a Chinese club. But he didn't want to go. That's he not, wasn't having it at 27, 28. I was actually very surprised that Igarlo wasn't a bigger target for um, for Santander Premiership clubs um, during, <laughs> during the window. Because, um, you know, he, he tailed off towards the end of the season, but quite often you see that with, with, with players, don't you, um, that, that have recently come up. And, uh, mm. and yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was shocked that he wasn't a bigger player in, in the market. But it's really good that he stayed. It's really good that Deeney stayed as well. It would be, be good to see if they can sort of repeat the heroics of, of last season. And West Ham still, uh, you know, still sort of working out who they are a little bit this mm. season. Could be a good game. This. Playing at the old, uh, the old London Stadium again. We walked past that today, didn't we? We did, yeah. Huge. Did. It feels like um, when you walk around. I'm rebadging your foot. Yeah, when you walk around that past part, around that part of London, it's Queen Elizabeth Park, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. I was saying to the guys earlier, it feels a bit like the image that North Korea want to portray to you. Every, yeah. every, if you, if you There's not did, enough people to fill. If you did a holiday to North Korea, I imagine mm. it would be presented to you in that way. Mm. It would be very similar to what you experience at Queen Elizabeth Park. It's all new. Mm. There's no one there. Um, everything looks almost um, sort of 
superficially very clean and, and fine. It looks like the video you're going to theme park before you've opened the theme park for the yeah, first day. it does. You plunk everything down. There's even a roller coaster, and you just sort of walk around going, well, I'll open it now, and then everyone is mm. sick on it, but nobody's been sick on it yet. Mm. On the other hand, no one is offering 37.5 million for Odia Nagala. That's really? Chinese that's, clubs. That's sure. not happened. Chinese clubs must have You reckon? That. I think he's just showing up. I reckon Do you that reckon? might have happened, and he just didn't want to go to China because it's such a huge upheaval, and you know the league doesn't have the status of, of, of other is, leagues. I'm sure that Watford are accepting that. Yeah, they're accepting but I think, that. Well, apparently, but apparently they, they wanted League. to. Apparently, they wanted to cash in, but apparently he said no. But I don't think he, does he have the power to do that necessarily? Does he, I don't know. Does he yeah. go, I'm not going to China. Well, I guess if he doesn't want to go, I mean, they, well, he can't. They can't make him sign a contract with someone no. else, can they? No, so. I guess not. Yeah. I don't want to go to China. Yeah, was that Elvis Costello? It was. I don't, want, I don't want to go to Chelsea. You sounded like Bob Dylan, though. Yeah. No, I didn't. Completely different in, in, uh, impression. Both were equally poor. Yeah, unbelievable. Well, let's hear your Dylan then. I will give you the bet of the week instead of you. <laughs> no. Okay, so do, I'll do, do the, the bet of the week in the style of Bob Dylan. Oh, for God's sake, I don't know if I can. I'll give it a go. Oh. Is the bed 365 better than the week? No, Four. let's not do that. That's Lake Dylan. Don't do that. That's, don't do that. That's how he sounds now. Lake Dylan. That's Tom Waits. On the car ride. <laughs> it's a bit Tom Waits, but Dylan is very much Tom Waits now. I'll, I'll do it from the block from the Tinder sticks. No, <laughs> our bet 365 best bet of the week is both teams to score in the Manchester derby at four to five. We're going back to Old Trafford. Our £50 will return us £90, including stake, with all proceeds, of course, going to the excellent Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of 18 to bet, and please gamble responsibly. And for more information on responsible gambling, please go to gamblerware.co.uk. Now, um, before we move on, mm. I grabbed something from the internet, Pete, which you very kindly shared on your Twitter feed right. this week. And um, I really want to share it with our listeners. I think it'd be fantastic if they to hear it. Okay. Um, and I'll just bring people up to speed. It's not about um, our Japanese family, is it? No, it's not. Right, no, okay. that come, I thought we'd do that one on Monday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just look, i just got to get, make sure a few things check out. Yeah. Check with a few sources, yeah. Atsuko needs his shots. Waiting for an email from the Japanese uh, embassy. <laughs> embassy, so. right, okay, okay. Um, you shared something on Twitter which was, um, and many, many listeners will be will be okay with this, when you're about eight or nine, I think, you you um, you fill in a little form that they can yes. get school to say the things... A little bit about yourself, basically. You draw a picture of yourself, which obviously mm -hmm. won't work on the podcast. We're not going to go into that. But you talk about um, your likes, your dislikes, and the things you're good at, and the things you're not very good at. Mm. And you share. My, my dad found my dad found it in the loft a right, few there days we go. ago, and he, and he scanned it in and sent it to me. Bit of background. So um, I thought I'd run the listeners through the things that Pete particularly liked and disliked, and was good at, but needed to improve upon. Have you seen this? Have you all seen this? Um, I haven't. Well, oh, this is fantastic. Right. So Pete's likes. How old were you? Eight. Uh, possibly seven. When you join Cubs? I don't know. I don't know. When do you join Scouts, more importantly? I wasn't expecting that question. It's, it's about, I was about seven or eight. Okay, so uh, the ages, we'll, we'll say seven. At okay. the age of seven, your likes are, and I'll quote, Amstrads. I loved an Amstrads. Yeah. I was a proper Amstrad oh. fanboy. Amstrad computers, sorry, it says. Uh, Cubs, you like Cubs? Cubs, enjoyed Cubs. Um, action. <laughs> What do you mean no, by that? I think that's Amstrad Action, my favourite magazine about Amstrads. Oh, sorry, okay. Loved it's very, an Amstrad. Very font. I, I thought you were more, more into the magazine. Magazine's <laughs> more into the magazine. <laughs> I just love the idea of a seven-year-old Pete Dolls just liking general action. Yeah. <laughs> oh, action. Oh, like action. Love a bit of action. Um, lemonade. Yeah, it was, it was like lemonade. Um, it was it was the kind of time where cloudy lemonade came in. Mm. Big on cloudy lemonade. I remember and once when I was a kid, I told my brother that the bubbles in lemonade were its eyes. Oh, that's not really uh. Athletics? That's all right. Do you athletics? remember liking athletics? I remember being all right at it. And my <laughs> ultimate fantasy was, get this, winning... 
I used to like doing like the track track and field and stuff yeah. and my ultimate fancy was uh, winning the Olympics doing like the 100 metres or something and then suddenly somebody passing me a trumpet because I was playing trumpet at the time and Roy Castle style playing and then everyone just go whoa Pete look how much breath he's got <laughs> left did this happen? yeah I genuinely fantasised about me winning the Olympics <laughs> and then them allowing me because I was a well known trumpeter as well to play the trumpet in the in the wherever I was doing the running how's that worked out for you? Not very well. well. I've heard from people who share rooms with you that you're a very well-known trumpeter. Yeah, I am. Um, mm. Listen, let's rapid fire into your this section. This is my favourite section. My favourite things: TV programmes. Cheers. Yeah, narrow. Good. Good. Very strong Good. for a seven-year-old. And, yeah. and teenage health freak. I don't know what that is. It was like a bad Adrian Mall. Okay, food. Food on Shuttle Four. Food. Lasagna. Like Garfield. Oh, glamorous. <laughs> Seven-year-old in Hartlepool, like in Lasagna. That's so pretentious. 1987, you're talking about lasagna. Sitting there watching Cheers it was the lasagna. It was the fanciest thing I'd ever eaten. Trumpets. Yeah. Jim, listen to this. This is emotional. Favourite colour? Black. Yeah. <laughs> like Adrian Mole. Did you paint your bedroom? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Favourite game? Cluedo and Scrabble. Yeah. All Together, because you make your own mad Pete version of the games. <laughs> favourite sport, Jim? What do you think you went for favourite sport? Trumpet. You'll never get it. You'll never get it. <laughs> Snooker. Baseball. Baseball? Yeah. So pretentious. Take me out to the ball games. A seven-year-old in Hartlepool in 1987. Yeah, I'm into cheers. I like eating lasagnas. I'm partial to a bit of baseball. Yeah, I mean, it just look like I watched that because I need it for, for protection. <laughs> I just you even watched... know what baseball is at that age? I just think I, I watched a lot of television. Was. Everyone knew what baseball was. Come on, now. Okay, then what about this then? The things you, you're good at and the things you need to improve at. I'm going to lay the good, the good, the good at stuff I'm leaving to the end because it's the best. Mm. Things you need to improve. Behaviour when people are not there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that could, that could, how do they know what my behaviour is? Well, you know, you! Yeah. So that's me feeling guilty about the things well, I do by you, myself. Yeah. When you say they, do you mean you or the other peaks in your mind? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird one, that one, isn't uh, it? Behaviour at home. General yeah. behaviour. Um, an attitude towards my sister. That's yeah. a sad one. I don't oh, want to go into that one. What do you mean? I don't want to go into that one. She I was horrible. She's a little to... monster. No, I feel like that's an invasion of privacy. Right? <laughs> I don't want to go into that one. Things Pete's good at, Jim. This is the this is the absolute crescendo. Yeah. Things Pete's good at, okay. Starts off starts off fairly rudimentary. He's a bit full of himself here for a seven year old, but we've already heard he likes baseball, so he's pretentious anyway. <laughs> Things I'm good at, maths. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair enough. enough. That's yeah. fair enough. Maths. Computers, I think we can all guess yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um handling gerbils. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have one. what I like about that is, like, you if you're bad at it, you kill it. If you're good at it, it's still alive. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's no... Well, is that your Pete, there are absolutely shades of grey in what you just said. <laughs> They're very, very much... Are. A gerbil on the edge of death is... Uh, but technically alive. It's right. not in good state. Yeah. You well, went on to be a zookeeper, though, so you can't, you, can't I have mean, been that bad at that. I mean, the, the gerbil thing. I mean, I, did I know that the gerbil genuinely enjoyed what I was doing with it? This is your thing. I don't know. Well, I'm, I was seven. eight years old, seven years old. Did you have a gerbil? Uh, yeah, we had two, Vic and Bob. What happened to them? Uh, one of them got its nose stuck in one of the holes, and my dad was about to uh, kill it with a knife, and then it just jumped off and uh, ran under the uh, under the uh, under the what? stairs and was never seen again. Right? Is it still at large? Still at possibly, possibly still at large. Did you join the A team? It, it, it hooked its. It, I, I kind of have to defend my dad here. It, it hooked its teeth over the top of these. This, we'd made like a gerbilarium, which is like an aquarium full of soil, so they could burrow around. And you could sort of see them what they were up to and stuff. It's good, and it's, it was a much better hamster slash gerbil cage than. 
than you, they had any right to expect in Hartlepool. <laughs> and it had hooked its... In Hartlepool. It, it hooked its, um, it, its tooth on the thing, and we couldn't get it out, and it wouldn't, obviously, remove itself. And my dad was about to um, end its life with a brick and a knife, and uh, but it just it jumped out at that point. And a knife. Why it just one doesn't it work? It just jumped off was and ran... Was it playing it, possum, waiting for you to open it, and it was going to leg it? <laughs> yeah, well, it jumped, it, it jumped under the stairs, and we never saw it again, I don't think, so... OK. So, oh, well. Is that one of those things where it went to live on a farm? So, so, so Jim, in the, in the grand scheme of things that things happened to the gerbils, I probably was quite good at handling it, because my dad was going to get it with a knife. It, well, it, well, the final thing Pete's apparently good at is jumping. So yeah, 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 yeah. an anticlimax after the gerbils thing. No. But, and they're not related, presumably. Yeah. No, you Never mind. No, there we go. There's no, there was another bit in there was um, the uh, things I dislike, farms. I don't know what happened why? on the farm. Because your gerbil went to live I on a farm, that's why. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I didn't see that one. Very strange. But the, for the, the, uh, the self-portrait that you did in pencil was actually passable for a man <laughs> of that age. The Thanks, boy mate. Of that age, yeah. Thanks, mate. Oh, should we move on to the emails quickly? Yeah, you yeah. got time for a couple of emails? I think we? so. All right, let's have a look. Um, here we go. This is quite a nice one from Matthew Meehan, who's apparently a medium-term resident of Guatemala. Ooh. He says, uh, Hi, guys, I just wanted to draw your attention to the exploits of Carlos Ruiz, known as El Pescadito, the little fish, um, the Guatemalan footballer. In his final international game on Tuesday night, he scored five goals against St. Vincent and the Grenadines and overtook the legendary Ali Dai to become the highest-ever goal-scorer in World Cup qualifiers Massive. with 38 goals. This is all the more impressive considering Guatemala have still never qualified for a World Cup. The closest they came was for two, in 2006 when a suspiciously weak performance from Mexico saw them lose 2-1 to Jack Warner's Trinidad and Tobago. Nothing to see there apart from the deafening accusations of bribery. <laughs> I'm going to interject there. We all know Jack Warner to be a fine upstanding citizen and a member of the football community, so yeah. I'm sure that can't possibly be true. Uh, and put Guatemala out of the final hurdle. He played his football all over the Americas, including the MLS, where he was voted MVP for 2002 as he led LA Galaxy to the MLS Cup with 24 goals. He then wandered around several other teams over the next few years, some in MLS, and even managed to trial at Wolves in 2004. He finally came home to his local team, Municipalidad, in Guatemala City in 2014. He said, I'd also like to put myself forward for the position of official Guatemala correspondent for the Ramble, mainly because despite winning 9-3, Guatemala are now out of qualification, so I'd have nothing to report on for the next two years. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag feet up that was beautiful right, Matthew Meehan nice mm. to get a little nod from, from that part of the world well especially because Ali Dai was uh, a Dean Windows Hall of Fame resident yep. so yeah we love a bit of Very Ali nice. Dai right we've probably got time for one more email so do you want the guy from Finland or do you want the guy from uh, the US uh, speaking of the US and also the aforementioned LA Galaxy, um, Landon Donovan is apparently uh, coming out of retirement to play for uh, LA Galaxy. Oh, oh is he really? Is yeah, he and, really? Yeah, yeah, and that apparently had something to do with De Jong leaving, <laughs> so it sounds like they're trying to get rid of a uh, one of their key players just mm. to bring in a better one. Fair enough. Mm. Um, why don't we go to this, we do this email from Finland? Okay. It's fun. It says, hello, Football Ramble. I am Timo from Finland. And we have been using you blokes as model debate men in school. Now, I'm going to read this as it's written. I mean, What's a model debate man? Well, we're going to come on to that. But Timo, clearly, English isn't his first language. So we, mm. we'll give him a bit of slack here. We're not mm. going to, we, no, none of us here, despite Pete's protestations, can speak a second language. So we'll, we'll give him the best. I speak of love. Yeah. Yeah. Not mm. what I've heard, mate. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, I've been using you blokes as model debate men in school. Each month, one group from our English class has to pick characters and be them in a debate. Normally, they are serious humans, like Shakespeare or Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> but because we like football, we picked you ramble men. Oh, lovely. His friend Victor was Marcus because he speaks Swedish and is posh bloke. One of them's true. He also supports Manchester United. Listen, Marcus... Hey, steady. Steady. Yeah, well, well. Um, I was Jimmy because I like dogs, but not Arsenal. All right. 
Okay. So you, I'm still on board with that. Yeah, you like dogs, so that's okay. I saw okay. loads today, it made me very happy. Erpo was Peter, because he wears idiot clothes and also looks like a sad Hitler. Erpo! <laughs> you got him down to a T there, Erpo. Absolutely, I, down absolutely, to a weird T-shirt. Sounds to me like an excellent casting. I want a picture of Erpo. Send me a picture of Erpo. Juhar was Luke, because he shouts always and eats, often together. <laughs> 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 he shouts the food into his mouth. Actually, should we not do this one? Right. <laughs> Happily, on debate day, his mouth was full of wisdom and not muffins. Not, not, not a feeling I know too much Beautiful. about. Too much. This is on, wonderful. On debate day, we were a real storm. Our key words given by our teacher were nature and excellent, and so we made a topic. What animal will be... What animal will be the most excellent footballer? Marcus picked cheetah. I, Jim, picked wolfhound. Pete picked hippo, idiot. And Luke, <laughs> and Luke picked orangutan. Our class loved the debate, but teacher looked sad and lonely. Maybe he should listen to you blokes. The orangutan won the debate, unfortunately. Well done, Luke. You are good model debate man. <laughs> Later, football ramble. Thanks, Timo. That's the best team I've had in a while. Oh, that is wonderful. That's up Thank there you. with... Uh, who's that crazy kid in school? Oh, uh, Kevin from Five. Kevin from Five. That's yeah. up there for me, to be quite frank. Yeah, well, I think Timo from Finland trumps him once and for all. <laughs> Lovely old job. Are we uh, Are we pretty much done? I'm talked out, mate. Are yeah. we out of here? Thank you for joining us this evening. It's been a long day for the football ramble, but I hope we uh, kept it together for long enough. Uh, we have been the football ramble. This has been the preview show sponsored by Bet365. We'll be back uh, Tuesday morning slash Monday evening for more uh, chat about the uh, what Premier League is it Jim? It is the, the Nationwide Yorkshire Bank the Nationwide Premier League and beyond well Nationwide are about being sorry not a bank and, and Abbey National are now Santander mate so do you want to hear Lloyd's TSB? Yeah, why not? Lloyd's Bank. Lloyd's, no, they're Lloyd's now, aren't they? Lloyd's Bank now. Oh, yeah, t- so. just Lloyd's, just Lloyd's. Yeah, just Lloyd's. <laughs> Actually, it's just the Premier League now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Now yeah. West, yeah. Buckley's Mag- Midlands, Lloyd's. Do, 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 do. do you know that Manic song? Yeah. Mm, our Lord and Saviour Marcus Bella will be back Stick Monday gerbils, mate. <laughs> Marcus will be back Monday evening so uh, do join us then we'll be back very soon have a cracking weekend alright <laughs> <laughs>